Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. That's right, this is the second episode of the week. We talked about Chivas Femenil, the season preview in the first episode of the week. And tonight, we're going to talk about the men's team. And with me tonight, Luis and Flo. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's up, bro? How y'all feeling? Feeling, uh, feeling golden. <laughs> you know, I actually got a crown on fall, guys. I'm like Varro, so I'm feeling pretty good yeah. about myself. yeah. Now we're gonna keep this strictly Chivas. <laughs> you know, I gotta brag. I gotta brag. <laughs> Dog, I wanna fucking play that game. My son asked me for a PlayStation just for that. It's worth it, to be honest, man. It's worth it. But you can play on you can play on a computer, right? Yeah, you can. I think so, yeah. I might just, I might just get it from the on the laptop. <laughs> you can be addicted like Varo. I wanna get this pot over with so I can go play some more Fall Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I think we're in a much better mood than we were last week when we recorded. Um, last week, Chivas was in 17th place and at one point had dropped into last place, I think, because somebody had lost. But now we're back and Chivas is in 10th place and technically Damn, in the play in the Liguilla. Damn, look what Fire Antenna does. 10th place and only three points away from, from top, right? Yep, we're only three points out of the Super Liderato. Who's in first place, America? Yeah. Or someone passed them? It's a tie, uh, it's a, I think. Except, point-wise, it's a three-way tie, but probably goal difference. It's uh, America, Cruz Azul, and then Leon. And we're tied with a couple of teams, right? Yeah, I think we're tied uh, We're tied with one, two, three, four teams. Uh, Pachuca, Puebla, and Querétaro with seven points. But, Damn, you know, we'll be in first place then. Yeah, we fired 10 early <laughs> when COVID hit. Big ass, big ass improvement, um, and Chivas just looked like a brand new team starting this week. We had the return of uh, Alexis Vega. We got Beltran back. Everybody that had COVID nineteen has recovered and is back with the team. Wednesday, we played FC Juarez. We beat them two nil. Goals from JJ Macias off a penalty, and then Angulo got a goal off a nice Antuna run down the wing. And to close that game off, Vega got sent off with a red card for uh, accidentally poking a Juarez player in the face. I actually thought they were weak. gonna. That was weak. Yeah, I actually thought they were gonna. What's it called? Um, reverse it. Yeah, like complain to the FMF or whatever and try to get a reverse. But I guess it was a short week, so they couldn't really do it. So Vega missed yeah. out the game against San Luis because of that. Yeah, that shit was weak, but that game that game was pretty good. I like the because Micheliano took over the team for those couple days and. <laughs> Like, instantly, you notice something different about the team. You saw the way the wings, like, they constantly rotate. I tweeted it out. They constantly rotated with each other, especially, I think it was Angulo and Brizuela. Like, when one would take right wing, the other one would get in behind Macias, and then they would constantly rotate in and out. And you would see Antuna make runs down the middle of the field instead of just on the left wing. And, I mean, you just saw, I don't know, man. Like, I never saw that with Dena. You never saw any like anything like that as far as, like, a variations to the team up front just to, just a different way to attack yeah and it's like we were what seven minutes into the game when um that chance that brisuela created for um oh no i'm confusing that with the atlético san luis game never yeah, mind that's... yeah you're, you're talking about what <laughs> yeah, that's the... the pass over the top yeah, yeah. now i was talking about brisuela in the first half of the san luis game but i'm gonna focus on the juarez game first uh probably the first <laughs> half first half of the best chance that was created there was the um antuna header off the crossbar with a nice oh, ball yeah, from Chapo. Oh, yeah, he should have had that. 
I honestly wasn't expecting that from Antuna. Like, that was a really nice header. Yeah, he's pretty athletic, though. Like, he gets up there. And I don't know if they're he's starting up. to build, like, a little connection because um, in, in the San Luis game, they also had a he also had a nice little ball for Antuna, but he couldn't finish it. Bro, I just like what I'm seeing from, uh, just from, like, overall, like, a little bit different. Like, I tweeted this out, and I was, and I wasn't joking. I was, like, in the, in those, in that one game with Leandro, you saw something different. Like, a team that looked like they were coached, you know, like they were taught something, like, do this and try to constantly do this. As opposed to when then I was there, we, we just saw the same stagnant offense, like, week in, week out. Yeah, it just, think, it just looked different. I think JJ's body language before the coaching change said it all. He was just so frustrated that it was the same thing over again. There was no creativity. Um, you know, without then, it just seems like everybody, the offense is free-flowing. Like you said, people are making runs, you know. Antuna wasn't just running up the wing. He was running up the middle. It was, it was an immediate difference, you know. Yeah, and um, like you still, uh, the one thing, like, and I know this is in the San Luis game is, it's because it's a lot of fast players and they're moving very fast. It almost seems like they're missing someone like trophies, like to to kind of conduct the ball, you know, like make the right plays, the right passes at the right moments. But obviously it's hard to do because you need all, you need Angulo, you need Antuna, you need Brizuela, you need Macias up top. So it's really hard to find a, a place for trophies there. But yeah, like, like Flo said, they're running, man. They're running, making runs, running down the wings, running down the middle. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's what we expected from 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 Mantuna and Angulo. Yeah, I think that Beltran's done a good job of connecting it too. So you know, you want trophies in there to connect it, but Beltran's doing a damn good job of doing that himself in the midfield. Bro, Beltran is a star, man. We've been saying it for months and maybe a year now, but he he's a star. The team looks so much different with Beltran in it, and you know, when the whole the COVID hit, he we said he was going to be the biggest factor missing from this team and. Two games in, and he's already proven it. Yeah, and you noticed it because the other player we mentioned was Alexis Vega. But when he got the red card and in the San Luis game, Vega wasn't there, and Beltran was. Like Beltran was, uh, he was the star of the show, man. He was, he was the guy who who makes the team go. I, I missed him so much. <laughs> that play, that little, <laughs> Bro, like, uh, that little pullback he had in the San Luis game. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Bro, I've been talking about it. Like I, I've. I mean, it's it's probably been like over a year now. I remember when it was uh, Charlie Rodriguez and Monterrey getting the hype. Like I, I've always seen Nene Beltran as a, as a better center mid than than him. It's just a matter of time before he fits into that into that spot on the national team. Tata Martino scouted him, right? I I feel like we talked about it before that he was at a Chivas yeah, game yeah, to yeah. scout Beltran. So he's definitely on uh, Tata Martino. No, he's on radar. the radar. He's yeah. definitely on the radar. And then what else happened in the Juarez game? Um, they also there was also a penalty call against Chivas that was taken back after a bar review. Um, it was a a shot from a Juarez player that bounced off. It, it didn't bounce off his Molina's hand. Though. It was um off his elbow. It was like, his elbow, no. He had his back. Yeah, he had his back to the ball and everything. It bounced off his elbow, and the ref made the right call and called it back. Really? I yeah, thought I those gotta get called. What happened? I thought isn't the elbow part of the the hand? In, in, in the whole situation, right his body. It like, but it was oh, like, yeah, it was tight to his body. It wasn't really like out there. I know if it's out there, that's a handball. But it was kind of like um, parallel to his body, so not. I don't. It was not intentional, and he had his back to the ball the whole time, so he didn't know that shot was coming. It wasn't on purpose. There you go, Barba Barro. He says no <laughs> penalty. It wasn't a penalty. I think that was all like the big things that happened. I know you had a you had your tweet where you called the uh, Michel Leano, Leano the. The greatest Chivas coach of all time. <laughs> I mean, his, I mean, if you look at his stats, they prove it. I mean, two goals per game for, for the games he coached. Zero goals against. 
in every game he's ever coached, <laughs> never lost a game, won every game. I mean, what else? Who else would be above that? The stats, the stats don't lie, bro. <laughs> the greatest coach that's ever coached us. At that, at that point, were you were you like maybe we should just keep Leonio and uh, not hire a new coach? Yeah, hey, man, at that when I <laughs> it made me think about it, because you know, I'll be honest, like at that point, that was before Vucetich took over, right? Yeah, so at that point, like we talked about it, like we were we were cool with Vucetich, but we weren't fully like on board. We just called him the best of what's available, which I don't know if that's a good thing. So I mean, when you see a t- when you see him do something that that coach team in a, in a, in a and something that then I wasn't able to get out of the players, like the way they were making the runs. Like you saw Antuna made like five or six runs that game against FC Juarez. And the team seemed to like, they like they realized it and they kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And like I only wish that game, like he was playing down the right wing because he would get down to the end and, and try to make crosses with his left foot, which is just not his natural foot. Um, but eventually he did get one. So when you see some things like that, it makes you wonder like, hey, maybe Michele Año, maybe he, maybe he can be a head coach. Maybe not now, but in the future. Yeah, I feel like they're molding him to be a, a coach in the future because it's not his. He's had um, other stints as a head coach. I think he was at Necaxa, and I forget what other team he was at. But he's had a coaching career before before that game, bro. Because like Antuna in these last two games has probably had I don't know like six or seven runs down the wings where where they looked like they were dangerous plays, which is something we hadn't even seen even with Dena. Uh, maybe maybe it's the teams. FC Juarez. I don't know if they're. I don't know what position they're in, but well, they were undefeated going into that game with Chivas. It's been two games. Hey, <laughs> let, let's hype this and win up as much as we yeah, can. All right, that's true. That's true. Is undefeated. Um, <laughs> FC Juarez. Remember, remember a nine a nine man Juarez team tied with a eleven man Pumas team. Oh yeah, that's true. So maybe that's they're true. that good. And they got oh, their players back good. for that game, right? Yep, they got they had two starters out and got them back. So they're they're not a bad team, I think. Nah, um, so so yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like when you see something a little bit different, you're like, fuck man, like this guy Tena who has I mean, people in Mexico, like the old old heads like them. It's like how do you not I don't know, like how don't you how don't you have a style that you can implement? I just don't get it. But I'm glad he's fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, and then one more thing on the Juarez game. Angulo was voted the player of the of the match, and I know a lot of uh, Chivas fans on the timeline were like, um, "Antuna kind of played better." Yeah, I said Antuna was the player of the game, just because it was it was a constant, it was a constant attack from Antuna. Yeah, and Angulo eventually like, he, like, he eventually broke one and, and and cut back with his right and put the pass in, or was it with his left or right? I forgot, but he eventually got the assist. Yeah, and Angulo kind of like I feel like he loses some of the one on ones that he gets. Like he doesn't really know how to get away from a defender or get past a defender but Antuna did like a really good job that game probably was it this game or was it the San Luis game or the Juarez game where he made he made one of those Chicharito runs where like he comes in like he's gonna want like ask him for the ball and when the defender when he sucks the defender and then he he runs like he turns around and runs right by him I can't remember what game I think it might have been the FC Juarez game but yeah man his runs are so nice yeah, but both players, you know, they're they're part of our young core, and it's great to get that uh, confidence booster in for both of them because assist and the goal for each one. Yeah, so what we, it's what we were, we were we finally you know what we expected from them. They're young players. Um, they had national team pedigree when they came in. They were getting looks at the national team. Angola was, I mean, Mantuna was from the the Gold Cup, but Angola was starting to get those looks too. So I'm glad they're finally starting to to get comfortable and play up to what we expect them to play. 
Yep. And the day, and then the day after the uh, FC Juarez game, Bucetich was officially announced as the new Chivas head coach. Um, I know. Wasting my time <laughs> with that press with that conference. Press con- yeah, that shit was whack. <laughs> I was expecting a little more. Yeah, you watched it, right? <laughs> I, bro, I watched it, and I was like. So I, I, I got into the stream a little bit late, so I watched it, and I was like, damn, I'm going to watch it again later because I must have missed a lot. And then I realized like, I didn't miss shit, and I only watched for like 10 minutes. What did you think of the uh, the Bang Bus uh, interview? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Bro, they interviewed him they like, in the taxi. Like yeah, they like on the way interview the him in the taxi on the way to the stadium. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> Taxi cab confessions or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's what it felt like. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the, it was it underwhelming. Was cool. it, was, it was it was a very basic press conference. So it was not, we didn't really get nothing out of it, other than like it was really him like just saying he's happy to be with the club and 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 a lot of the questions that were asked were like rumor questions, which I don't understand. But yeah, I think he said um he he confirmed that there were no talks with Pereira, that that was all like rumors and media lives he said he wanted jj macias to leave chivas as a champion i think yeah like he wants him to assert himself at the club first mm-hmm. like and get the right experience i think that's it i didn't really take much from that co- press conference yeah like i was i mean we've 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 seen them like in the past what like 13 years 14 he's only been at two clubs so i kind of tuned in to see like if they asked him about what he what he thinks of like the club itself, like what what expectations does he? I mean, we know the expectations, but I'm saying like as far as like what tactics he looks to apply, um, more more so stuff like that. But nothing like that was asked. Yeah, I think um, it's just I don't know. I think he's the best we can get now for now. And then you know his accomplishments are there, unlike a lot of the yeah, like definitely. Liga MX coaches in in the carousel. You know, he's won the league with Leon in '92, won it with Toros Neso in '94. Won the league with Pachuca in 03. Won the league with Monterrey in 09 and 2010. Then he won the CONCACAF Champions League three times with Monterrey. But I feel like that's when it wasn't competitive yet. But still, <laughs> it's still something, Facts. right? We, we, we won it the first year. It was competitive. Yeah. And then uh, record show. he took Monterrey to a third place in the FIFA Club World Cup. And in 2016, he beat Chivas for the Copa MX in the penalty shootout. So, was it yeah, with Querétaro. So he has trophies. Like He's a winner, right? He's not like these other Liga Mexico coaches that keep getting chances and have nothing in their trophy case. Right. He's Like we said, he's the best of what... If you're going to pick from the carousel, he's the best you can get. Um, is it, is it like, well, I feel like we, it's, it's only been one game, but I feel like it's still, it's still wait and see. Like He had a lot of foreign, foreign players in Monterrey, Querétaro. I mean, Ronaldinho, even at the end of his career, still Ronaldinho. At Monterrey, he had a lot of a lot of good players. But those things like, kind of worry me because it makes you wonder, how much is it having you know, those players? Can you replicate that at Chivas without that? So, I mean, hopefully he can. Like I said, I'm willing to at least trust him because you said he does have the, the real, real Liga MX pedigree. Unlike Dena. <laughs> and who else? Tomas Boy. Tomas Boy, terrible. Cardoso man has a terrible record. Cardoso, Cardoso, Valencia. We had Valencia. Oh no, I'm just naming like these coaches that keep getting jobs but have Have nothing to show for it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, I'm just naming trash coaches. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so, and his style is, his style is, I guess you can say similar to like maybe the coaches we've had because we even had this with Cardoso. The one thing we can't criticize about when Cardoso was here was that like our defense was solid. We had trouble scoring. Yeah. Defense was solid. So, and we know that's how that's how Wilson Teach likes to play. He likes to focus more on the defense, being organized, and then once you get the ball, you focus on the attack. But with players like Angulo, Antuna. Macias, Brizuela, you saw those quick attacks. We saw those fast uh, attacks on, on some of those plays. So it's yeah, there. I mean, we've always said we have the roster. Yeah, it could be a great counterattack team. No, I think we could do that with him. Yeah, I well, think about, well, we haven't talked about the San Luis game, but there's a specific play. Was there a goal? Did it end in a goal? There's only. Oh, no, the play, the play where. The play where um, I don't know if you want to get into it later, but the play where. I remember the play where Antuna. Antuna takes the pass from Macias that it should have gone to Angulo. Yeah. And it ends up getting called the offsides and Antuna misses it. But the play starts oh, at midfield. Bro. The play starts at midfield between Macias and, and, and Angulo as a 1-2. And then Angulo sends the ball over the top to Antuna. But what I mean is that play just goes to show you how fast Chivas can attack. Yeah, we've been saying it all like so far this season that Chivas is a fast team. But it just looked lethargic all all up to all up till it went to FC Juarez, like we didn't see any of that. We just looked lost, like no no sense of style to our our game. Yeah, they're like Cole, taking the pace you... away from our game. So the, the play style much... was not taking advantage of the pace, you know. Exactly. Yeah, for sure, and it also makes you wonder like how much Nene Beltran, right? Because if yeah. he, if if he is like that responsible, and which he is, man. I mean, like once we have the ball, like. He's so good on the ball, so good with his possession, good so so good with his passes. I mean, what did he have? Like twenty nine of thirty one passes the other day completed. I think from, he had like ninety six percent success rate or something like that. Like that's insane as a midfielder. Yeah, so he's very important. So you can say him getting COVID got then I fired. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brizuela said. Uh, I think they recently interviewed him, and Brizuela said. Uh, that it's the player's fault that then I got fired. But I was like, just stop talking about then. Uh, let's focus on Busatich and just focus on the team for now. Like, don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, you can say. I mean, you could say. I mean, the players are. It's, at the end of the day, it's always the players that play. But when you see Leano come in and and change the team, and you see like differences, like noticeable differences that you didn't see before, it makes you wonder. Yeah, I mean, it was the worst start Chivas has ever had to start off a tournament. Well, it wasn't even the no goals. Just we barely even had chances. Yeah, remember that? Uh, I forget what a uh, stat Twitter account it was, but our expected goal rate was like nothing. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. What they those stats. they said we were XG and the stuff XG, like that. Yeah, we had like I forget what like point two or something. Like that's worthless. Like you're not gonna score. Yeah, I didn't know what the stats meant, but I knew it was bad. I- I'm trying to get into like soccer analytics, but. It's a lot of, yeah. it's weird. I got I got to read up on we it more. We're so bad. Even the penalties <laughs> were so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, that was big too. Um, Macias stepped up to take that PK against Juarez after you know knowing he missed that PK against Leon. That's, I'm not surprised. Macias seems like that type of player. Like he wants the, he wants the moment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I've noticed also Macias with with those like we said with the fast wingers like you've noticed Macias. Like when he gets the ball, he has players in front of him making runs. You've all seen him like create starting the plays. Yeah, man. That what well, what game was it? I tweeted out the gif. It was just Macias against the world. Like he was like, screw this. Like, 
He was oh, like, I'm was doing everything myself. Game, yeah, he was just like, I'm doing this myself. Like, all of you can get away from me. Yeah. But that's frustration, like you know. And then look what look what Macias is doing now. Macias is laying off the ball, passing it, creating chances for his teammates. Yeah, he, he had the pass you were talking about to Brizuela over the top of the defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Brizuela tried to cross it over to Antuna, but the oh, defender cut him away. Free. Yeah. yeah, he had the play where um, now I just talked about where Antuna steals the ball, but he's off sides. He steals it from Angulo, and the Gold Conejito. The goal Conejito scores. Macias is the one who brings it down to Antuna on the wing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I noticed. Like those, like Angulo's been playing like center forward, but like on that specific play where Brizuela scores, Macias is on the wing. Antuna makes the run inside, and Brizuela's down the middle waiting for it. And then it's Angulo looking like from the right wing position. Those those little movements, I'm sure, fuck up the defense. No, yeah, sure. It's, yo, it's day and night, bro. Day and night were from Dana to Leaño and then to Busatich. Some day and night. But um to wrap up the Busatich talk, um he likes to play a four two three one. So we're not gonna see much of a formation change in Chivas for now. And then um, you know, some other quotes that he's dropped since he was hired as coach. Recently he said that he feels that his style of football isn't recognized by the Mexican media because he's never had like the backing of a big club or like a big marketing machine. So I feel like he has like a little chip on his shoulder and coming back to Chivas is like his time to prove it that he can that he can win the championship with Chivas. Yeah, they asked, they asked him specifically that that's one of the things they did ask with the press conference was about the national team, his stint with the national team. Mm-hmm. Cuz he was only there with like one or two games or something like that. I think one game. Got, yeah. And then they got rid of him. Um he was brought in like as a interim coach and he was like, "Oh, so." So they asked him that specifically. He says he does. He does. It is like a chip on his shoulder and he does take on the challenge of Chivas, he, he looks at it very similar. If not greater, he's, I think he said if not like a greater challenge. Yeah, that was, I was glad to hear that. When they asked him that, I was like, oh damn, I was like, that's a pretty rough question to ask him on the spot. Yeah, but he was honest about it, which I liked. Yeah, and then other stuff he said, he's, um, in terms of like him being a disciplinarian, he said, um, I think you, you summarized it up better than me, Luis. Yeah, he said he's a, uh... He's not one of those like yell just to yell coaches. He's not gonna yell like what the fuck are you doing this and that just to yell. That if he if he sees a problem and he feels that he's right in the situation, he will address it. But he's not gonna go, you know, be like some loud mouth coach just for the just for just to be that. He's not gonna be a loud mouth coach like like Thomas Boy. Yeah. He's not gonna. Bro, you said loudmouth cats like like I don't know why like when I think of the <laughs> you mentioned the last boy the loud I just picture him doing that stupid dance on the sideline. <laughs> Bro, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what I imagine when I see. <laughs> um, other stuff with the teach said uh he's a big uh team over individual mentality. You know he said if you're not gonna give 100 percent to the team you're not gonna try to recover the ball at all times play defense at all times then you're not gonna get the play. And they also asked him about trophies. And um, he said, you know, it's irresponsible for a soccer player to come into training camp overweight. And that he's still, uh, what was it, two kilos overweight, which turns into around four and a half pounds. And, you know, we've seen trophies working hard on his Instagram stories. Like, he posts a story in the gym every night. I don't know what he does before that, but every night he's in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> 
every night he's in the gym uh, trying to shed that weight. So, um, you know, but since he's just said, working out, like, you ever seen those Mayweather workouts where <laughs> he'll work out and then he'll go, like, get a big-ass cheeseburger? Yeah, go eat mad <laughs> fast food, go eat McDonald's. <laughs> I know Chelsea go. Yeah. <laughs> he also he also said he's like he's like that Chelsea has the back his backing and the backing of the club and mm-hmm. and that they're they're there to offer the help. They're going to offer the help and then it is up it's the responsibility of the player to take that help. That they'll be the guide and then the then the rest is on the player. So hopefully Chelsea is I mean he's a crucial part of the team even if it's off the bench like we saw it against San Luis. He can see he has that magic. Yeah, let's let's get into the San Luis game. So uh, Chivas, Bucetich debut with Chivas is a 2-1 win over uh, Atlético San Luis. Chivas remains undefeated against Atlético San Luis. Uh, they got two wins and one draw. Remember, they were a uh, re-franchise, so um, all the L's we took against the original San Luis go away. We have a fresh slate. We're undefeated against Atlético San Luis. Um, you know, we've talked about the chances they created in the first half. That Brizuela crossed Santuna, which was cleared by a defender before it got to him. Um, the Macias pass to uh, to Antuna that might have been meant for Angulo, which was called offside. Anyways. I thought it was. I thought it was meant for Angulo. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Yeah, he was offside. Yeah. But um, we we got to talk about on that, that Antuna though. Um, he got he got to start to finish because uh, when if there's a crowd in that stadium and he's playing at home, they're gonna start to boo him again. Hey, listen. The way Mexico and the U.S. is handling COVID, there won't be a That's crowd <laughs> anytime soon. What are you talking about? MLS already wants to bring back the crowds. Oh, yeah. They already yeah, did they for the Dallas Yeah, they already game. did. Yeah. Now that I think about like, it. Yeah, they're bugging. Yeah. Um, Wear a mask, guys. Wear a mask. But, um, yeah, but then, even, with the, even with that little miss, like you could see his confidence still really high, though. Which yeah. Is good. And then he does eventually get the assist to Brizuela at the 60th minute. And then um, talk about that Brizuela finish, that cutback. That's cold blooded. Cold blooded. Vintage Conejito. Yeah. I almost I... deleted all my Conejito <laughs> slander off my timeline, so they didn't pull him back up. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a great, yeah. great, great finish from Brizuela. Which one of y'all is a big Is it Flo? Who's a big Conejito fan? Well, I'm the one that's been trying to defend him these last few months. Flo's been having him in his starting 11 every week. <laughs> I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. That, you know, let's talk about Conejito. He looked really good in the preseason, um, and so I think I think it's carried over. He's, he's looked good in these last couple of games as well. Yeah, maybe maybe he's coming back. The that Golazo against America from the outside the box. Do you now, think he could? Uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think he's decent for like that center role? Like where if you see where, where he receives the pass in very little space? Because I mean, he still has the shiftiness to him when he makes certain runs. So. Yeah. Being shifty in, in those little tight spaces helps, as opposed to maybe down the wing where you, he still has to utilize his speed, and maybe his speed isn't fully what it was. Maybe yeah. he can play a little bit more centered and on certain runs and, and, and use that little agility he has left. Yeah, I think we might see him play a, a behind Macias a little more because he was, he was doing it in the Juarez game and the San Luis game. Yeah, every, yeah I'm saying they I feel were like every, everybody, was, yeah, everybody was rotating and doing it. Maybe that's something... Uh, Bro, sometimes, to keep an eye on. A lot of times they were ahead of Macias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of times it was it was it was Angulo, Rizuela, and, and Antuna who was ahead of Macias. And but that's like good I, though, so that cause... might be all be part of the plan to maybe Macias sucks the, the center yeah. backs out that's what and allow the fast guys to get behind them. Mm-hmm. And then you know, in typical Chivas form, um, like a minute later after they went up one one nil, the San Luis had a had a header that uh, hit the crossbar. Wow. <laughs> And then eight minutes later, San Luis ties it with a header 
a pass from uh, Barrera, who I didn't even know was still in the league, to Quiroga okay, Kido- yeah. for a goal off a header. If you look at the social, if you look at the scores, like the ratings, he had the best game. He had the best rating of the game. Barrera. Yeah, it's because he had yeah, like higher, higher than Beltran. It's because he had like five successful crosses. That cross that Barrera did, he hit that cross like four or five times in the game. I don't know how you don't stop it or you don't realize, hey, he's gonna cross the ball from there. Every Yo, time. that play, that play specifically, like Mier got beat. He got beat really bad on that play. Yeah, that play got dunked on. <laughs> but I will say this, and like we've been, I I'm one of the people asking for him to start the place. The play was created because they beat Chicote Calderon down the wing. They did a quick one-two around them where Barrera gets the off the one-two. He goes right by Chicote, and Chicote like he just gets left on his feet and allows Barrera to cross the ball. And that's that's what I've been saying. Like he he's a defensive liability at times. But at the same time, he wasn't left back. He was left mid. So maybe I don't know. If, I don't know if like that throws him off as far as like how he should defend because he yeah. does have Ponce behind him. Um, but I still feel like when they do that one-two, you gotta gotta. I mean, that's a that's that's an, a simple but effective play in soccer. You should always follow follow the guy who passes the ball. Yeah, but I mean, he makes up for it a um, couple minutes oh, later at the 78th minute, a ball from Beltran, <laughs> and um, great header and great elevation from Chicote to go up to one. That was a great header, yeah. Man, when he he makes the run, and it seems like if he knows where Beltran is gonna put the ball, because it's like right on the money, man. Yeah, like they say in Spanish, con la mano, like this guy was just exactly where he needed to be. And, you know, that, the per- the ferocity on that header, crazy. Gross. And him, like we said, like him, athleticism, man. They got up there. One game strong. <laughs> what do you guys think of Chicote actually being a left winger and just staying at left winger, not, you know, just leave Ponce at left back and he's the undisputed left back going forward? Nah, I, I feel like left back. I feel like he's gonna be a left winger. They're gonna turn still, him into a left winger. I still want you to go to left back because there's a lot of times where when we have possession and the ball ends in like the fight, like I don't know why Ponce is always like in the right moment, in the right spot <laughs> where you wish he wasn't because he gets the ball and he doesn't do anything with it. Ponce? And it, it makes and a lot of those players. Um, damn, I, was it this game or the hardest game where I think I, Antuna makes a run down the right wing and he he lays the ball off. To I think Ponce and Ponce fucks it up, and Ponce is making a, r- a run down that left side like wide open. But I mean, like that's one of those things where like, man, if it would have been Chicote, it would have ended a little bit different. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Ponce has the left back position unlocked. Like, I know we like to shit on him, and it, it is only a matter of time before he's gonna get exposed because he always does. But he's Bro, done, my, he's been doing a good job. That's my thing. Is like we know he's not the best left back. We know he will get exposed. So at that point, might as well just have the better offensive player. And let's let's and let's let's get some action up top. Better. Yeah, Ponce is gonna he's gonna screw it up. It's only a matter of time. But Ponce has also been uh, like I've been looking at the stats that Liga Max has been starting to put out a bunch of stats for every game, and uh-huh. I think for the Juarez game and the San Luis game, Ponce and I want to say Sepulveda were in our top three uh, passer ratings for Chivas. Yeah, Sepulveda I know had like the most passes completed against San Luis. Yeah, like, like, um, like 60-something or something like that. Maybe Absolutely. we're starting to get the hang of playing out the back because the numbers are starting to show it. I will say uh, it's weird. The, like the like this whole Chicote Ponce thing, it's weird when you see when you see the Selección tweet 
because they always tweet like if one of their play, one of like a national team player scores, they'll tweet it out. Yeah. But when Chicote scores, they tweet it out like our national team player Chicote got his own scores, and it's like mother, he's not even a fucking starter. <laughs> yeah, Bonza doesn't even smell the national team anymore. He only he was part of that gold uh, medal team, and then I don't think he ever got called back. I don't know. Like I don't know. If, I don't know if he will hold on to the spot, the left back spot. Um, I mean, for now, it's it's like I know people wanted changes right away, but it was obvious why he. He was just going to repeat the same lineup that Leano repeated. Oh, that that was a funny thing too on Twitter. Um, People expected both changes right away. <laughs> no, no, we tweeted out the 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 lineup right, and then uh-huh. people were replying, "Oh, I like this lineup." I'm like, "Bro, I was like, this is the Luis Fernando Tena lineup." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about? Nothing changed." <laughs> The lineup, but without Vega, because he has a red card. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is the same exact lineup Luis Fernando Tena would put out. I was like, what are you guys talking about? I was, I was dying. <laughs> all the key, all the key players had COVID, so he couldn't put it out. <laughs> um, what else was funny about Saturday night? Uh, someone was attacking Donio in our mentions for that goal. Yeah, like I don't understand I the like, hate. Why? I, like, I've seen the hate on Donio. I even listened to a. Uh, the Fomex Nation with Tom Marshall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened, I think, of, so shout out to Tom and, and Cesar, Cesar and Adriana Terraza. They were talking about, this is like a few, I don't know, I remember what episode, but they were talking about Chivas and, and what, I think it was after then I got fired and, and Tom said like, he's like, Gudinho's there. He's like, I don't understand why Tonio's playing. Something along those lines. Yeah. And like, I don't understand why, why people are calling for Gudinho over Tonio. Like, Tonio's done an excellent job. This this season and, and a little bit of last season as well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get the the Donio hate in our mentions on Saturday. I was like, Donio pretty much has the spot on lock. Um, you know, we were we were shopping around Gudinho, and then you know, Wacho is not gonna beat him for the spot. So like, has Donio fucked up? I haven't really. They were they. I think some as, of his passes he fucked up. As soon as they scored, uh, as soon as they scored that San Luis header, the same person was in our match. He's like, "Yeah, I told you, Tonyo's ass." I was like, "Bro, <laughs> he, the ball's like three feet away from him, and Mier got dunked on. Like, what do you want him to do?" That that was a little bit annoying. I but feel like uh, was, I feel like there was more. Was there a red card this game? Or was there more VAR? There action? was a a San Luis player was sent off because he got double booked. He got a red card. Oh yeah, both should have been red cards. <laughs> That was his Both fault of them for being stepping stupid. on on the player. Yeah. His fault for being stupid. He got double booked, and she must took advantage and won the game. Got a red for it. The the young kid. Oh yeah, um, Lalo Torres. Yeah, yeah, Lalo Torres. I'm trying to remember what else from the San Luis game before we move on to Chivas' next game. I think that's it. Did anybody else do anything? I know the Fernando Beltran love was big after the game. That uh, player of the game. That he was player of the game. The cut, the cut, the cutback gift we had like really took off. People were calling him in the FSI in the mentions. Yep, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the the trophies ball that he, the trophies play that he created. Those are oh, the kind of plays yeah. we expect expect from trophies. Like, and there was a reporter that I think Chopi was on the pitch for like three minutes, and like three minutes in, he tweeted, he's like, "Oh, Chopi's been on the pitch and he hasn't done anything. Three passes backwards, and backwards. hasn't done anything." I'm, I was like. I like to kind of keep it semi-respectful on the CDN account, so I wasn't gonna be like that guy. I I wanted to tweet back uh, that guy is with the with the Chopin's gift, but I, I didn't was gonna. Do it. That's funny because I was gonna reply from the Tio de Norte account too, <laughs> so I just replied from my own account. But um, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, you, you mentioned Chopin's. Uh, when he subs Chopin's in, 
Chivas had just taken the well. He oh yeah. Chofi stands up to sub in before we score. Chicote scores the goal, mm-hmm. and then and then Chicote scores. And at that point, I'm like, "Fuck, Chofi isn't gonna play because, I mean, we just took the lead. Why would you bring in Chofi's? Why would you bring Chofi's in? There's no, he's gonna go defensive for sure. So I was actually happy to see that Wosetich still put him in, and I was even more surprised that he put him in for Beltran in the midfield because he did play like a center mid role. Um. Which was which ended up being smart because he was the one controlling like the like the possession of the game those last fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's something I forgot that we were about to look over. Um, Lucetich's substitutions were actually appropriate Same and like, worked out. <clears throat> oh yeah, who did? <laughs> but who did um he subbed in for? Who did Antuna sub out for? I forget. I forgot the subs. But that substitution remember. was important because Antuna had just got the assist. And a lot of fans were like, why would you take him off? He just got an assist. But he wasn't having the greatest game up to that point. Did Ronaldo come in for Macias? Oh, I think so, yeah. But yeah, I Ronaldo forget. Came in for Macias. Oh, it was yeah. um, Chicote. Chicote got subbed in for Oh, um, yeah, Chicote comes Antuna. in. Yeah, Chicote comes in for Antuna. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo and... just came in to miss goals. <laughs> and then, um, you know, that terrible. Chicote ends up scoring the winner. So that substitutions yeah. that Busatich made were the correct ones. But, um, and then yeah, you bring Ronaldo in Chofis. Wasn't... Bro, that's why, like, Chofis for yeah. Beltran. Beltran? Like, that surprised me. Yeah. When we're winning the game, when you could easily go defensive and no one would say shit, yeah. nah, he put Chofis in, puts him in the center mid role. And sure, you could say he made his passes back, but that's what he that's what he was brought on to do. He wasn't brought on to go forward anymore. I mean, the one chance he did, he took advantage of it. He made that smart play, but he's brought in to, at that point, control the game, control possession, control the lead. Um, I thought it was actually... Like in hindsight, I thought about it. I'm like, that's actually a brilliant, like a brilliant substitution because Chofis is perfect for that to control to just pass the ball around, control the game. Yeah, I know there was there was also like a lot of criticism on, like you said, on Cisneros, especially that Chofis play because um you know Chofis puts in the great ball, and then Ponce once again Ponce makes a really good run and Chofis picks it up. So you know another point for Ponce starting, but. <laughs> And then Ponce I think, gets. I think that's your that's your boy now, huh? No, I'm just trying <laughs> to defend him a little because it's getting ridiculous. The criticism. It's like, all right, guys, like relax. But um, Ponce gets the ball to Cisneros, and Cisneros insists on trying to finish with his right foot instead of taking it on with his left foot, which was annoying to me. Like that was, I was like, come on, dude, you're you have to have some kind of left. Just try. Yeah, hitting it with your right is so awkward there. Like the the way the angle the, the ball is yeah. you're running at it. Yeah, it was a trash angle. Stupid. And then he also had a one v one against the San Luis goalie, which he like went super went wide. I don't know if you guys remember that play. I blocked. Yes, that. yes, that was, that was before the the fucking obvious. Before, thing. yeah, before that one. Yeah. yeah, and he went like super I wide. I wanted him subbed out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see if 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 Kusatich puts confidence in him again, gives him that confidence. Yeah, do you think it's over? Do you think he's gonna be Chevy now? Subbing well, I was, just, I was just going to ask you guys Macias? about heading into the next game with Alexis Vega coming back. The way the teams looked, like, like before the season, we we penciled in a Vega as a starter. Like, what do we see going forward? The starter for who? On the left side. Antuna. On the left side, put Chicote left back. Fuck Ponce. <laughs> nah, but what about Antuna? Antuna's on the left side, and he's killing it. Angulo's killing it down the middle, and Conejito's your boy. He's doing all right. <laughs> Damn, yeah, why, it's why kind of tough. 
Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I think I think Fusatich keeps the lineup the same way it is, and, and so now instead of Cisneros coming in, it'll be Alexis Vega coming in, and I don't think we'll, he'll have those same issues. I trust Vega more, even though I do like Cisneros, and I've been asking for him to get more minutes. But you gotta you gotta capitalize on them when you get them. Can't do that. Can't miss two two good chances. At least get a shot on target. Thiwab looked a lot better too in the past two games. Yeah, uh, he still makes he still makes some mistakes, but I mean that's he's young. I mean the both Leano, Leano and fucking Busetich continue to came in and gave him the spot. So yeah, that's we'll something see. that's something we got to keep on our, our eye on because uh, we kind of look bad in the air against San Luis. Like they're really beating us in the bad. air, like positional. Yeah, or maybe we got to reposition here, ourselves, but he got beat pretty bad a few times. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on that. We gotta we gotta improve the defense. Funny, because that's the one thing Briseño does really well. Yeah, he's good in the air. Yeah. But now we got the Luca. We got a game against the Luca on Sunday night. I think we're playing at six o'clock Eastern Standard Time away. Um, but you know how we usually do. I usually do the research of the head-to-head, and it's never good. We yeah. finally have some good news. We haven't lost to the Luca in the last five games. We have two wins and three draws against them. You can put this bad juju on us. The <laughs> um, Luca right now is in fifth place. They've beaten Atlético San Luis, Atlas and Tigres, and they lost to Monterrey and uh, surprise to me Mazatlan. Hmm. Really? They That's lost the to Mazatlan. And Mazatlan had a a player sent off. I saw a red card against their name when I was looking up the re- the the scores. That's the one team I don't want to lose against. The Luca already did it. Because they're just going to go on Twitter and crack jokes. <laughs> That's what all their account does. Yeah, the Luca did it, but they don't, no one really cares if it's the Luca, so they won't get yeah. attention for it. But um, And then, you know, players to watch out for, you know, are uh, the player we hate, Ruben, Ruben Sambuesa, is on the Luca. And, you know, I wonder if the, if the team still has beef with him. Because if you guys so remember... The team, will, the team will always have beef with him. <laughs> You remember uh, I made that. Get a hat trick. Yo, Flo's <laughs> pissed right now. <laughs> it came out that I made that had told uh, his players to go out and rough him up because um, you remember that injury that he put on uh, Brizuela. Nah, he's, he owes us still for that one. He got to pay. <laughs> so I wonder what. Uh, I wonder how how strict. <laughs> in this game? I wonder how strict the referee I feel will like be. I hated him forever. Yo, he's been around for so long. Bro, I think we had a. Uh, I don't remember if it was last time we played him. I remember us having an episode where I remember talking about like he was still so good against us, even though he's fucking old as hell. Bonse fucking Chapo couldn't get the ball off him. Yeah, but I remember Bonse was kind of making a point to try to get him a oh, yellow yeah, card. Yeah. yeah, he was like provoking him the whole game. So I wonder how strict the referee is going to be going into the game. Like if he keeps that in his head or not. We got an experienced ref for this game. <laughs> And then, you know, other players to watch out for on Toluca. I did some research, guys. We got uh, Pedro Alexis Canelo. He's our Argentinian striker. I have no idea who he is, but he's played five games and scored five goals for Toluca. He's been in the league since 2015, but, you know, this is the first time I'm hearing of him. So I don't know how good, or maybe this is just finally him hitting his uh, peak Has he been with Toluca that long? Nah, I think two years. He came from Chiapas. In 2013, okay. I don't know what year, but he came from Chiapas to Toluca and, you know, he's having a good start to start off the season. And then um, 
The other player to watch out for is their leader in assists, Michael Estrada, a left winger, and he has two assists. Sambuesa has one. Not worried, bro. We so got left, King Midas. Left winger, he's going to go against uh, Chapo Sanchez. So Chapo is going to have to keep his eye on uh, Michael Estrada. We got King Midas and Nene Beltran. Pretty good. Everything he touches turns to gold. Uh, Flo, do you, have, do you have the odds for this game? Since that'll tell us maybe a little bit more of what could happen in this game. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull them up. All, All right. right. Yeah, so I have Feluca Chivas. Um, the odds actually just came out because I, I tried looking them up earlier when we decided we were going to pod and they weren't out. So fresh off the presses here. Um, <laughs> Feluca is actually uh, favored. Um in the game uh not by much but it looks like they are favored by about half a goal uh, um so we can actually bet chivas plus half a goal uh which would mean that if you know they can either tie or win and you would still win uh win the money but it's minus 140 so if you bet the 50 that we normally bet you would probably only win like 38 37 dollars but that's still good odds you don't even have to win you can get a draw um and you still win the bet Okay. That's good, to take. Oh, I forgot to mention okay. too. They they have a, a shitty defense, I think, because they have um and and a decent offense because they got ten goals against them and ten goals in favor. So they score, but they also get scored on. And Chivas you know has four and four goals in favor and four goals against. What's interesting yeah. about a lot of like those like those betting lines is I know they like to usually favor um not favor but you give like a like a half a point for being a home team. Yeah. Um. So being. That there's no crowd, I wonder like how much the, the home field advantage gets taken out of it. And another thing, now that you mentioned that, the Luca usually plays on Sundays at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's and that's like right when it's like hot as hell, yeah. It's but they're gonna be playing, but they're gonna be playing at six o'clock this time, so oh, six it's not gonna be hot, that hot, bro. bro. But but not not, I don't know not peak Mexico. like sun time. Dog, it was. I went to practice today at. 6 30 it was fucking hot here in florida <laughs> it's always hot in florida yo <laughs> it was different i don't know what happened today but it was different maybe because i was in the ac all day too <laughs> that's probably You're in the i'm in the ac all day like on 60 degrees i keep my house cold as fuck and then you step out and it's hot as fuck <laughs> yeah i think but yeah uh, hopefully it's later vegas... go ahead I, say, I think vegas thinks it's gonna be a high scoring game because the over under is set at two and a half goals but the over has like way worse odds than the under, so they're like they want you to bet the under. So Vegas, it looks like Vegas thinks it's probably going to be over two and a half goals. Yeah, Luca has a a bad defense. They they've been scored on ten times. I like um, I like our defense. Huh, that's that's an interesting one. The over under, three goals. I feel like we have can, a good I defense. I can see like a two one game. Last time, last time we played in the Luca, we won three one. I think. I think that was one of the oh, games Chopi's balled out over, in. Over. But, but the over and the Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna get rich this week. I'm, I'm gonna go. Obviously, I'm gonna go with a Chivas win. Um, how much are they gonna win by? I'm gonna go three one Chivas. Macias gets a goal. Vega gets a goal, and then. I'm going to start a new tradition. Ponce is going to get a goal, guys. All right. This man is <laughs> clearly fucking drunk. 
I don't know what kind of drugs Varro is on, so excuse me. Oh, somebody, um, somebody called Ponce the new Salcido in our mentions. That was funny. That's a, that's a fact. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. He, he has that so much funny. confidence in shooting the ball. He, but someone said he's like, except Salcido has made some. I feel like he's had shots on target sometimes, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't remember him actually scoring. I, and I'm talking about Ponce, oh, not, not Salcido. Ponce? You do? Yeah, Ponce scored. From outside the box? Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the shots he'd be taking. He'd be taking the Salcido shots now. And it's like, Him bro, and I don't fucking think... Molina. Yeah, I don't think you ever made that. <laughs> oh, I finally caught a gif of Molina playing basketball in the middle of the soccer game. Bro, that shit was funny. <laughs> I don't know why he does that shit. Yeah, we have to go... At... We should go after uh, Jonathan Gonzalez. Yeah, I saw... I just seen, I just seen today that Monterrey rejected uh, Atlanta's offer. Yep, I just saw that too. We should, should step in, bro. A young CDM? Like, why not? Those yeah. are the type of players that, that Chivas used to be signing. And then Bertrand in the middle? Like a mold. And then, we, and then we get Cordoba from America? <laughs> the Holy Trinity in the middle? Bro, Cordoba's a baller, <laughs> man. I'm so mad. Bro, I was thinking about, like, the, the, the future of the national team. Like, imagine him, and, him in front of Beltran with Macias in front of him. Lozano on one wing, Diego Linus on the other wing, Chicote at left back, Jorge Sanchez at right back, Diego Linus, yeah, I mean, he's in Europe, so you know he's going to get those call-ups. That's true. That's a nice fucking, like, young core. We'll see. We'll see how uh, how they keep playing, because Linus needs to get more minutes for sure. He's not getting nothing. Yeah, for sure. Nothing. He needs to come. He needs to come with MLS, revive his career. <laughs> oh, and Antuna. Antuna's still there. Oh, yeah. We need young center backs is what we need. That's why I really <laughs> hope Diva works out because he needs to be... He's a potential future center back for Mexico. Uh, oh, Dan, you just reminded me of a point I was thinking during the week. Um, when we had Carlos on the podcast, mm-hmm. so shout out, I'm from Telemundo, he mentioned... Because we were talking about the whole Diva, he mentioned that it's like it seems to be like a, a whole global... Thing like it's hard to find like elite center backs, except for maybe like two or three. And what we've noticed in the Champions League in Europe is fucking center backs fucking up left and right. You have yep. fucking Baran on Madrid, Pique Lenglet on Barca, Kulabali on Napoli. Like it's like every game these center backs one they don't know how to play out the back. Two they're just getting shit on, trying to defend one v ones. So it, I mean. It's, Maybe we are being too harsh on Tiba. I mean, I think we might be because I've also been like reading a lot of um, like I see a lot of transfer rumors pop up and stuff and uh, the Athletic puts out good stuff. And they I saw an article about Man City, how they need center backs, but they can't they can't really afford any because like they're so expensive because for you to find a good not even like like a decent center back, you got to pay out the ass. And then to get a good one, it's even more. So like, we there's were, a center back shortage around the world. I feel like, yeah. we've been doing. Uh, Look at what what did they pay for stones? And stones was like trash. Yeah, bro, we've been they doing. Sixty million for stones. Mm-hmm. Oh, look what McGuire, fucking Manchester with Harry Maguire. He's fucking Ooh, terrible. Harry Maguire. Yeah, it's bro, hard. literally the, the back only shortage. one that's panned out is BVD, and people yeah. criticize when Liverpool paid the money that they did for him. Oh, yep. but we've been doing um. Because I'm in a group chat with... You guys remember the guys who did the soccer scumbags? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we were in a group chat, and we've been, like, uh, doing, like, uh, like those face group uh, FaceTime, like, group FaceTimes. 
Mm-hmm. We've been doing them doing Champions League games. That's exactly like one thing we were talking about. It's like Man City wants Koulibaly. Napoli wants like 50 million. And when you look at him, I'm like, bro, I wouldn't pay 50 million for Koulibaly. Like, sure, he's good defensively. But one, he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem good enough to play out the back the way Man City would want. So it's like it's hard to find those elite like center backs that can do it all. There's literally only like two or three. What are you saying, love? I said I pay fifty mil for cool body. So for you think he fits man, for Man City? Is good too. I don't Man's know if he fits Man City good. though. Man's yeah, Jimenez is good. Jimenez is good. Yeah, the, the, the Jimenez had an interview yesterday where he said um, he grew up cheering for Chelsea and that he wants to play for Frank Lampard. So he should come to Man City. <laughs> no, he don't want. He don't play for that for that fraud pet. Bro, a World Cup champ, fucking Rafa Veran, who's considered like one of the best, is like fucking just completely shit the bed in the Champions League. Being able, trying to pass it out the back, play out the back. That, that's the kind of play I would expect from Chivas that Veran play. I was like, bro. I was like, please don't like do worse than this on the next game you guys play. I think I tweeted it out. I was like, this is what I expect from Chivas, not not from Real Madrid. Yeah. So let's take it easy on Diva. It's been like another week. <laughs> no, he's been getting better since we started nah, criticizing him. He's been getting better. I want to say he must have. Someone was like, he must have broke up with his girlfriend. <laughs> oh damn! Nah, wow. I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, anything else, guys? You guys want to add before we wrap this up? Shout out to to Melissa with the Chivas Feminine doing all that work. The podcast he did was good. Um, she's doing good work. Uh, from the Twitter accounts, I think she's also writing about them now. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, who's that player that that had that play that from the feminine team? Oh, my new favorite player, my new favorite feminine Cervantes? player, Ali- Alicia Cervantes. Bro, she Ooh, looked like a young, like a young Thierry Henry there. I was like, bro, that should have been a goal. Bro, I'm tuning in Sunday. <laughs> tuning yeah, in man. Sunday. It's gonna be on Telemundo Deportes app, so. Everybody can watch it um, Sunday at 11 Eastern Standard Time. Do the math because I'm not guys, good at converting guys play times. On Saturday, right? No, on the guys Saturday. play on Sunday night. So double header, double Chivas, yeah. double header. And then they also have the Fuerzas Basicas, and they usually play the same day also. Yeah, and those are also going to be on the Telemundo Deportes app. But I think they're away, so I don't know how to watch it. Oh, okay. They're going to do the oh, home yeah, ones. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes you can find those games on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube or Facebook. They do yeah. like the live the live streams. Yeah. But, so, um, Chivas all day Sunday. All right. Yeah, so that's a wrap. Um, this has been another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We are the official voice of English-speaking Chivas fans. We're out. Peace.